Welcome to the Gen X Women's Guide to Love podcast. I'm your host, Shonda Howard, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to stop attracting all of the wrong men so you can meet and marry the man of your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode four. I'm so excited to be back here with you today. And today we're going to be diving into the three biggest mistakes you're making that are holding you back from attracting higher quality men. So how exactly do you know that you're not attracting high quality men? Well, maybe you find that you're dating, you're looking for love, you're going out, you're talking to lots of guys, and yet you always find yourself in the same situation of being ghosted. Or maybe you get a few dates in and you find that they're constantly breaking up with you. Maybe you find that you're finding yourself really liking somebody, really being into him over and over again, and yet you're on the anxiety train, wondering, worrying, does he like you back? Is he going to text back? Is he going to respond? Perhaps you're spending your time trying to figure out if the guy you like is just a good friend that you text with or if he's actually going to ask you out. So if those scenarios are happening in your life, then this episode is for you. So first, let's define what a higher quality man is. So this really means that the kind of guy who's marriage material, assuming, by the way, that that's what you want. Not everyone wants marriage, and that's perfectly okay, but we're talking about a guy who's commitment worthy, right? So a high quality man is someone that you are excited to introduce to your family and friends. This is someone who wants to introduce you to his family and friends. This is a guy that has a great career. He supports himself financially. He has his shit together, yes, but also he's someone who's kind, opest, open, honest, communicative. He's going to text you right after your first date and tell you he had an amazing time and he can't wait to see you again. He's going to follow up with you and make plans to see you. He's clear with his intentions, and he's looking for a committed relationship. He has no problems letting you know that he wants to do that with you. So the first mistake you're making holding you back from attracting these higher quality men is that you're not actually clear on what you want. Therefore, you are settling for less. You don't have standards for how you want to be treated and how you want to feel. So I want you to think about this in terms of searching for an apartment, right? I remember when I was in New York City, I lived there for about 15 years, and for the first few years, I lived uptown. I was on the Upper West Side. I was in this part of Harlem for a period, and it was sort of the creme de la creme to be able to live downtown. I really wanted to live downtown. I thought that downtown was going to be the life for me. The only thing that I knew was that I wanted to live downtown and... I wanted to live with my best friend, one of my best friends, and the only things that we were clear about were that we wanted to be in either the West Village or Greenwich Village, we wanted a two-bedroom apartment, and we wanted to only pay $2,000. So what ended up happening was that we went out on our apartment search, and we found a two-bedroom apartment that was in Greenwich Village that cost $2,000. However... The apartment, even though it was two bedrooms, was about four to 500 square feet, okay? That's very, very small. That definitely felt like we were settling and we were crammed. The apartment was also on the fifth floor of a walk-up building. I swear, I think this building used to be tenement apartments, okay? It was also 
even though it was in Greenwich Village, which is what we were clear about, it was also backed up to this loud music venue called La Passant Rouge. And so on the nights that we were home, we were listening to loud thumping music as we fell asleep, right? So that definitely, definitely felt like we were settling, okay? Now, again, the only things that we were clear about are the things that we got, right? So this is the same thing that is true in dating, right? So if you don't have non-negotiables that you're not willing to settle for anything less, you're going to end up in the relationship version of that tenement apartment. Yes, it might be in the village, but it's going to be on top of a really loud restaurant. It's going to be on the top of a fifth floor walk up and it's going to be super tiny. It's not actually going to be what you want. So you really have to get clear. When I did this work to attract love, I got so super clear on what I wanted and what my standards were. Yes, I did start out by writing that list, quote unquote, right? I'm sure you've heard this before. And that's not bad advice, by the way. I do definitely want you to write a list. That's what I have all my clients do. But here's the caveat. My list focused more, way more on what I call the content, not the frame. So when you're focusing on the frame of the picture, you're just thinking about what the person looks like, how tall they are, how much money they make, what kind of job they have, right? When you're focused on the content, you're thinking about how you want to feel. You're, you're really thinking about what's the experience of being with this person like? How are they treating me? Okay. So because I did this work and I focused on the content, I knew he was the one because he matched exactly what I had written down to a T. I wrote down on my list that I wanted to be with somebody who had a stable, secure career, who was also a creative. Well, Brian worked at the Sovereign Wealth Fund in New York City, and it's an investment bank. And so he had this like really interesting corporate career, but he also did stand-up comedy on the side on Monday nights. Every single Monday night, he hosted a comedy show in the East Village. And he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Super creative. I also wrote down that I wanted to be with somebody who had amazing family relationships and who loved Christmas. Well, Brian and his family are so super close and they are the most Christmas obsessed people I know. To a point where I am even sort of like, oh my gosh, really? More Christmas stuff? (laughs) It's, it's a little bit overwhelming for me, even though that's something that I wrote down that I wanted. So I also wrote down that I wanted to have the knowing when I was with my person that it would be him. And you guessed it, I had that exact experience. Most of all, I really wanted to feel safe and secure. I wanted to feel like I could be myself. I wanted to feel confident. And I wanted to know that I was madly in love. I attracted all of that in my partner because I got really clear on what I wanted, what my standards were, and where I was no longer willing to settle for less. So your job is to get clear on what you want. Focus on the content, not the frame. Focus on how you want to be treated, what your standards are, and how you were settling before. So yes, I want you to make the list, but I want you to focus on how you want to feel inside of this relationship. What are the experiences you want to have with this person? How do they make you feel? How do you feel about them? Now, the second mistake is that you're not actually believing that what you want exists. And in not believing in it, you're simply perpetuating stories that all the good ones are taken 
Everyone on Tinder is just looking for a hookup. The only guys who aren't married are either playboys or assholes, right? So in my pre-coaching life, I was a bartender for like 1,000 years. And the reason why I was a bartender is because I was at the time an actress. So I had been pursuing this career in musical theater for over a decade. And at the time, all of my friends that were living in New York City who were artists, we all had restaurant and bar jobs. That was what we did. That was our paradigm, right? So I, it's not that I was abundantly happy being a bartender. In fact, it actually worked against my goals of being a working actor on Broadway because staying up until four or five in the morning did not support me getting up at six or seven to go to auditions and sound my best, right? So I didn't stay because it was the best job or because I loved it. I stayed in bartending because I thought and believed that as an artist, it was all I could do to support myself. I didn't believe that I had any other skills that could help me get a job doing anything else, right? That was what I saw. That was what I believed, okay? Until one day a friend of mine recommended that I apply for a job in an office as an executive assistant. She had worked in the restaurant with me previously, like many years before, and she had left to go work in a financial institution as an EA, and she had this really cushy job. She did some pretty mindless tasks like managing schedules and booking travel, but she got catered lunch every day. She got private yoga instruction in the office. Compared to working in a bar, this felt like a spa vacation, right? So I applied. I saw the new possibility. I saw a door open for myself of, huh, maybe there is something else I can do with my time to make money to support myself here. And I ended up going after it. From that point forward, one step after another, my corporate career continued to unfold and I climbed more ladders, more opportunities presented themselves. I ended up being the head of HR for a digital media company in New York City. I only did that because one step at a time, I saw more and new possibility for myself. So if you are wanting to attract a higher quality man, you have to believe that a higher quality man exists. You have to believe that what you want is possible for yourself. You have to believe in yourself and your worth and that you are capable of attracting this type of person. You have to believe that the universe is going to bring him to you. You have to be in trust and faith, okay? And you have to be looking for evidence all around you of how there are high quality men out there that are single, that are looking for what you're wanting, right? Because when we're telling the other story, when we're believing that we want doesn't exist, that's all we see evidence for, okay? When we can shift this, when we can shift our belief and start to believe that what we want is out there, it exists, we then train our brain to look for evidence of that. When we're doing that, when we see more of that, when we're telling that story, that's when we can allow it to come into our reality, okay? So you need to really get clear on what you want, and then you need to really tell that story about how it's possible, how it's out there, how he's looking for you, all of it, okay? You need to believe in it. The third mistake you're making is that you are not consciously dating. So you're spending time with guys who are showing you with their actions that they do not want to be in a committed relationship, In many cases, they may even be telling you that they don't want to be with you. And yet, when they reach out to you late at night, you respond. 
You get pulled into feeling excited when they respond to you on Instagram. You might even find yourself curating Instagram posts that you know that they're going to like. And you may, you may even be casually sleeping with them. And while none of this is a problem on its own, it is a problem when you are holding out hope that suddenly this person is going to decide he wants to be with you. This is a problem when you're fooling yourself into thinking that you can change him. And yet deep down inside, you know these momentary good feelings you get from hanging out with him or from him texting you are going to leave you feeling hungover, sad, and disappointed for many days after. When you know deep down inside you are wasting your time and continuing to go against your better judgment. So consciously dating looks like having confidence in yourself, being unafraid to say on a date and on your profile that you are looking for a serious relationship, you want to have kids. It looks like not engaging with guys who just want to sleep with you. And if you're having casual relations, you know why and you like your reasons. There's no secret hidden agenda. It looks like being unafraid to walk away from the wrong guys because you know the right guy is out there. It looks like no longer being willing to settle for the scraps and the breadcrumbs. When you do this, you are telling the universe you are ready for a real commitment, for real love. You're no longer chasing after unavailable men. You are consciously navigating the dating landscape and heartbreak. So even though you're going to feel heartbreak from time to time, you allow yourself to process the feelings without making it mean that you'll never find love, you'll be alone forever, and that you'll never have that great of a connection with that cool creative dude. When you stop making these three mistakes, you will start to see what I call the ladder effect in your dating life. So the ladder effect is when you start to see a slightly higher quality man come into your orbit one after another. When I was doing this work in dating, I experienced the ladder effect in my search about three months after I started doing the work. So I remember right around the holidays, it was a little bit before Christmas, I started dating this guy. I think his name might have been John, but honestly, I don't remember. So we'll just call him John for the purpose of the story. So it was around the holidays, and he was just so nice. He was kind, respectful. He always texted me first. He always followed up after our dates. He planned interesting dates. I think we went to a museum or an art installation. We would go to cool new restaurants. He was easy to talk to. He was really into me and I knew that. He made time for me during his workday. He even reached out over Christmas when we were both in different locations to talk, to wish me a Merry Christmas, to ask me how my holiday was going. He was so nice and he had so many great qualities I had never experienced before in dating. Things like expressing that he liked me, letting me know where he stood, always following up and texting first, making it a priority to see me. Ultimately, this wasn't my guy and a few key things were missing for me, but I could definitely see in this experience how he was a giant improvement over the men I had previously attracted, men that were aloof and mysterious, men that made me wait and wonder and constantly left me feeling anxious and not good enough. Even though this guy and I were not a fit or a match, it showed me that the work I was doing was starting to work. It was evidence that I was elevating my self-worth and my ability to receive all of that goodness and attention. And one after another, 
Each guy I met or interacted with had a few more qualities I was looking for. Each new person felt like it was taking a step up on the ladder until I reached the top of the ladder and I met Brian, who had all of the qualities I had been looking for. So when you do this work, you're going to start to notice this. Maybe the first guy that you start dating a few months in will have two to three better qualities than the guys you usually date. Maybe he has a real career for once. Maybe he's close to his family. And maybe the next guy you date has all of those qualities and he's even more attentive to you, shares more similar interests, and calls you on the phone. The next guy after him will continue to have more qualities until you ladder up all the way to the top and your person is there. Once you're at the top of the ladder, your perfect match will show up and it is a direct reflection of all of the hard work you've been doing, how much you've raised your self-worth, self-acceptance, self-love, your standards. So if you're ready to attract higher quality men in your life, then you need to stop making these three mistakes. You need to get clear on what you want, build belief that what you want exists, and start consciously dating. All right, so that's it for episode four. I'll see you guys next week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure you rate and review and subscribe, and I will see you next week for episode five. Thank you so much for listening to the Gen X Woman's Guide to Love podcast. If you liked this episode, I would be so honored if you'd share it with someone who you know is looking for love. And if you're ready to take this work even deeper, I invite you to head on over to shondahoward.com forward slash free, where you can download your free meditation to attract your soulmate.